losing. She knows what she's losing. She knows how fucking awesome I am. You don't know it yet. You do some days. Other days you don't. And the days you don't piss me off. Because you fucking should right now. By now, you should. And I deserve better. I'm not even gonna swipe on you, and it's like, right. okay. I mean, that's the that's, that's fun sucking your own dick at the gym. Like. <laughs> With sex toys, intent is key. Don't you fucking get what the god particle is, you dumb motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to bust your bubble. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like scientifically proven that males' deep voice is more attractive. Uh oh. <laughs> well, I mean, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> you murder them and you eat their goddamn corpses. Is that necessarily true? This is a funny thing. I saw what TJ got picked to do this and I said, I am a thousand times better than TJ. Like... All right, welcome back to We Are The Strange. I'm your host, Chris, and you should know how fucking awesome I am. Uh, this uh, this uh, podcast uh, was brought to you by that blowout I just played. Uh, that is, uh, there's a bar under my apartment that is, that people are always like outside my window having this in these insane blowouts it's all the, the the day drunks that are there that bar is literally open 24 hours and so these people will have these blowouts outside my window which if you can probably hear still going on uh about like you know, anywhere between 7 a.m to 6 59 a.m so uh it's oh it's just open all the time it's like walmart uh, which is constantly open, and I'm, I'm assuming these are the same people that go to Walmart at all hours of the night as well, and just end up on the internet. I, uh, it's been a while, I've been super busy, so I apologize, it's been like a month since I posted the last episode. Whoops. Uh, I, I've had a bunch of huge projects this month, so, uh, as far as excuses go, here's the first one. I, uh, had this gigantic project, uh, for a client that required me to do, like, I don't know, ten minutes of music, but three minutes of that was jazz for some reason so they were just like hey here do some jazz right there and i'm like what do you mean just do some jazz are you out of your goddamn mind so now i had to, I had to learn jazz uh, so that was a that was kind of a pain in the ass finally got it done uh it, it pays really well but it does soak up a lot of my time i wasn't doing a whole lot of mics the other thing was i was helping out uh my buddy skits with their uh, show that it just did it it was uh, the comedy man i'm holding it the comfortably chaotic comedy cabaret uh, where I played piano for that, there was drag, there was burlesque, there was comedy, and all kinds of shenanigans that was amazing. Uh, Skits really put on a great show, and, uh, cre- you know, a credit was credit is due. Um, it was one of the coolest shows I've ever been on, and I had to play piano for that, so I was really nervous about it. So I, I pretty much spent most of my time either writing music for the one project, uh, for that company, and then the other time just 
practicing piano because I don't play piano live a whole lot. It's not something that's... Uh, I've been playing piano a, a, a lot my whole life, but in front of people is like a, it's a way different story. Like I'm, I'm pretty nervous about it. Uh, and, and Luckily, everything went out with a hitch, and uh, we're doing it again next month. So please come out to that. Uh, the other thing, I saw uh, Birds of Prey. That was cool. Um, I just read that it had like the lowest ticket sales of like since Green Lantern or something like that. It was something, it was something ridiculous, yeah. Uh, which I, which I think is a shame because that movie was actually really good. I appreciate what they did. My main qualms with it were probably the lack of uh, character development between all the the Birds of Prey. But I feel like that that was an attempt for them to try to cater to more male audiences that maybe not wouldn't necessarily have been as interested in their backstories so they were catering to you and i i feel like the the attendance was was mostly lacking a, a largely male audience you know whereas movies like the avengers and i don't know um the justice league got a lot more uh ticket sales opening night uh, so I think that's a shame. I think it's a really good movie. They did the, the action was fun. The music was great. Margot Robbie did a really good job. It's not the movie for the next ones, which I think is going to be fun. Uh, it's a bunch of people I'm not familiar with, to be completely honest. But I mean, it it was really well done. So I recommend seeing that. I also saw Sonic the Hedgehog, which got way more ticket sales, and I'm glad that it did because it was the first movie to uh, cave <laughs> to the internet. I think, or one of the first, one of the first I'm aware of where people just complained about the design of Sonic for so long and just like bullied them into changing it. So they had to go back and then reanimate stuff to look more like Sonic. I mean, I don't know what they're thinking anyway. That Sonic that they had before was just pure nightmare fuel, if we're being completely honest. No one true to, no one who was a fan of Sonic was going to be like super cool with that. I don't know what, they just run it past someone. That's what it like blows my mind about some of these like movies and stuff like that. Where they make like a gigantic mistake where it's like if you had just run this past like 10 actual fans they could have given you the gist of what was going to happen or just like post a quick pic on reddit and then you could have avoided like spending millions of dollars redoing cgi just stupid stuff like that so that movie was uh, not as good as birds of prey i liked it it was fun it was definitely campy in a lot of things but sonic looked great uh, Jim Carrey did a really good job as Dr. Robotnik. I like the, the, the kind of take he had on him as like a ex kind of like bullied intellectual. He gave Robotnik like a backstory, whereas Robotnik inherently does not have one. He's just like a crazy fat guy who builds machines and tries to catch Sonic for seemingly no reason. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like no motive. But, uh, uh, I think it, I think Jim Carrey did a really good job. I mean, considering that the, there's nothing, there's not a whole lot to draw from for that character. However, Jim Carrey is losing his fucking mind, and he's a, definitely a crazy person. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe it wasn't too much of a stretch for him. What else? Recently, we had to ban someone from the Luna Brewing open mic. Uh, of course, we all know who, who I'm referring to. He's uh, he suffers from you know mental illness, and uh, we've. You know, we've cut him a lot of slack for a lot of things that he's done over the years, but it's finally started to come to a head, and then we just decided that he had he couldn't go anymore. He was making too many people uncomfortable. He kept getting into it with uh, my co-producer in, in like the weirdest ways, on weirdest unnecessary ways. And so, I mean, we don't want 
an environment where people are like, maybe something's gonna happen, so we just, well, sent him a message privately, which he did not take well. I mean, uh, unsurprisingly, to be completely honest. Uh, and it was like this weird, <laughs> but here's the thing. I, I get that he suffers from mental illness, but he's also a fucking asshole. That guy's, that guy's a fucking asshole. He's rude. He also thinks that every open mic he goes to is a gig. He refers to him as a gig. And uh, if you're friends with him on Facebook, he refers to you as his fan. <laughs> he he thinks that everyone on his Facebook is his fan. So he's he always, always bragging about how he has 4,000 fans. And it's just people who pretty much add him just to be nice. And I think that's a real dick move. Uh, we also would give him special treatment all the time. He would ask for the first spot, we'd give it to him 100%, wouldn't argue with him. But then it started to get to his head, like, he thought that he was, like, a movie star. I, I don't know what he was thinking. We would play music for him when he needed to. We are like, going above and beyond for this person. And then he would just, like, keep shitting on, you know, places. He, and then he went, and finally he, like, called us a sleepy mic. And I was like, whatever. Don't come to the mic. I, you're weird and problematic anyway. So, good riddance to that guy. Um... What else? I, uh, I just did a show at the Brower House that was, uh, it was, it was like 300 people in the audience, which is the most people I've done stand-up for by a gigantic margin, and, uh, it'll probably stay that way for a real long time. I don't, I don't know the any, any other time I'm gonna get the opportunity to do stand-up for that many people. That was fucking bananas. I was actually... For the first time in a long time since doing stand-up, I, I was actually nervous. You know, I'm usually not that bad, but like, I was like, 300 people, alright, I'm gonna be a little nervous backstage. And, uh, luckily the, the, the night went well. It was a good crowd. I, uh, I have my regrets about it. I, I think I had a really good set, but I did try experimenting a little bit. I, I always try, like, after, like, starting, like, the, the past couple, like, months... I've just been like forcing myself to talk to the crowd just like because that's kind of like where I want to lean this year is like doing way more crowd work and kind of trying to draw from them um, for a couple reasons I think there's material that I can gain from that I also think that uh, a lot of people kind of want to be involved and it's more entertaining for them to see something that they are also a part of and had uh, some kind of participation, participatory role. Um, but I mean, that's to an extent. I don't want someone to be like talking to me the whole time. I'm just kind of like gauging the crowd and stuff like that. Um, so I tried a little bit of that. They weren't really having it though. Was, out of 300 people, I was like, no one really wanted to talk for some reason. So I was like, that's fine. You know, I, I, I moved on. Um, and I'm glad that I tried stuff, even on the spot. I wrote a couple jokes as I was uh, there, which uh, I, I don't know. Those are. I don't know if it was like the greatest decision, um, but I, I, you know, I just want to push it a little bit more, especially given the opportunity. Why not? You know, what am I going to get to <laughs> do stand up for like 300 people? I'm going to try some weird stuff. Um, so overall, I was fine. I was a little stressed out from that. Um, that was fun. The, the one thing I would say is that that was a, at the end of a line of a, a series of competitions uh, that I was doing at, at the Brow House. And I know that uh, a lot of people were skeptical on uh, how that was go gonna go or how Mark Cook was gonna be able to even draw that many people but I mean at the end of the day he came through with what he said and I know um, he was talking to us before and I'm sure some of you've heard 
I'm not sure, honestly. I haven't talked to anyone about it yet, but he was talking about how he closed on the um, touring comedian that he's been hinting at, and uh, it's a big one. It's a big one. Uh, I'm waiting for more details to see, but I mean, before he uh, he wouldn't even really tell me. But then he was like through a series of emails and stuff like that. They finally um, confirmed uh, throughout the state where they're con just confirming the dates now. But he, the comedian himself, he wants two shows specifically. And then honestly, for the show that uh, was at Broadhouse, it was supposed to be that was a competition in itself. So we competed for to compete basically. After a series of weeks of competing for the spot to be on that show, that show was also supposed to be a competition. But then Mark was having such a good time that he was like, you know, you guys just want to not have this be a competition. Like, what if we just, what if I just book you for the shows that are coming? Because it seems like there's going to be a bunch. And everyone backstage was like, yes, let's do that. Like, fuck a competition. You know, because I think inherently most comics don't really like to compete. You know, and I... When I was doing a lot of those shows, I wasn't, um, I wasn't, like, treating them like a competition. I know a lot of people did, and, I, I mean, I guess that's fine. That's what he was marketing as, but for me, it was just another chance to do stage time. It's, it's really nearby my house or my apartment, so, uh, I really didn't, like, I didn't want the stress of having to compete next to people. Plus, I just like that venue, so, you know, you just go there and do your thing. At the end of the day, just, it without the I would just if it really bothers you that it's a competition just don't think of it as a competition I mean go there if you want to do an open mic um, but otherwise like I mean stay away otherwise I, I, I don't I don't get why so many people were upset about that I know that they thought he was making a lot of empty promises but I mean he ended up not so and, and that's something that kills me because like that show I'm, I'm two years in in that show there's there's people who've been in longer than me that would have destroyed that room 300 people destroyed it you know a lot of those people were um the people really talking shit about mark uh, in, on the comedy page and stuff like that and really being rude to him and i think it's really shame because they would have crushed that room given the opportunity especially once i mean it's confirmed that the uh who the headliner is which i will not mention on this podcast so if you're listening for that um uh, don't bother. Uh, I don't know if it's my place to say. So, um, but I would say you know just keep an open mind. Some people it takes a little bit longer when they're still figuring things out. But Mark really came through. He put on a good show, and not only that, he was super humble about it. He like profusely thanked the comics. He said, like the show was just a show because of you guys. But honestly, like any of us, any comics would have jumped in at the chance. Like he brought those three hundred people on his own. That is insane. So, um, kudos to him. And I would say, uh, make good with him while you can. <laughs> I mean, or not, you know. He, he definitely is trying. He, he loves comedy. And he takes care of us. We all got paid very, very well. Backstage, he was even offering to buy us food and drinks. Like, he was super nice. So, I don't know. Maybe give him another shot. Uh, what else has been going on with me? Uh, I have, uh... I'm looking for a new job. Oh my god, I hate my job. This is—it's. Uh, it, it took me a while to get to this place where I'm at right now. Um, I remember basically before my wife left me, I was like, like barely above minimum wage, uh, minimum wage. And then after she left, I was like, well, fuck it, I just applied myself. So I did. Um, and one of my main fears with like moving up in my industry 
was I just didn't know enough. And then uh, after that, I was like, fuck it, just go for it. I have nothing to lose now. So I, I went and uh, I applied for a job I was unqualified for. Uh, I got it. <laughs> I was super unqualified, but I got it. And then when I got there, I realized that I was right. I was super unqualified. I should not be there. And <laughs> so that was a little tricky. Um, luckily, I mean, uh, whereas I, I, I have a lack of experience in, in a lot of areas in my, in my industry, or I did at the time, um, I just kind of like, I, I'm resourceful. So basically what I did was I, uh, I kind of just found something there that I could do, that I could do a lot of, that would make me, you know, relatively indispensable. And then that would kind of stall for time while it took me a while to learn the other things. And that, I mean, it 100% worked, you know. I just kind of like, uh, you know, buckled down and did all the stuff that nobody wanted to do. And I did it so much that I got an award, which uh, I didn't know that they did that, but I guess they give awards. Uh, so I got an award and, uh, and then I basically bought myself a bunch of time to learn everything else that I needed to, um, to get by. And, uh, I mean, a lot of that was just me repeating the, like the last thing people would say to me, because <laughs> if you like repeat, like if someone's talking to you and you and they repeat, like if someone's talking to you and you repeat the last thing that they said back to them, it kind of implies that you understand what they're saying. And so I kind of just use that to coast for about two years. Um, and now I'm very, very competent at my job. But the thing is, like, the way the industry works is that it's it's the turnaround rate is so it, it's, it's this high stress, high like. Um, um, it's like it's like all based on like deadlines and stuff like that and it, it's, it's super intense and so the turnaround for my job is like insane to the point where like i don't even learn people's names until like they're like i don't know six months in i call it the peter rule i'm honestly it's mostly temps to be completely honest because that's where i started i was a temp it was a temp to hire and i tricked my way into the, <laughs> the job that i'm in but um basically i call it the peter rule because uh, I would learn people's names and I would like uh, and then they would be gone and I'd learn that person's name for no reason so basically like uh, and the worst one was like this dude Peter I was like oh hi what's your name he's like my name's Peter and I learned his name that day and then I never saw him again he was the one with the worst one he didn't even last a day he was like fuck this and a lot of people I've seen so many people come and come and go that I just don't learn their names anymore um anyways the uh I'm looking for a new job because uh, they've been the I don't know what's on, all this stuff with the coronavirus, <laughs> which is weird, and uh, uh, also falling on the, right around the time uh, that it's like the Chinese New Year. Like I work in freight forwarding, so that affects my job, and uh, so that's uh, it, it affects all the stuff I do, and so the work has like quadrupled, <laughs> and because of delays and stuff like that, for me. And this has been happening for a couple months now, um, in addition to other things. But basically, me and the guy I work with, well, we've been overworked for the past uh, couple months. And he put in his two weeks because he was overworked. And then uh, I, I kind of waited a little bit to see how my boss would react to it. And I kind of just said, uh, well, you're just going to have to work more. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm already working way more. Like, we've been putting in like mandatory overtime. And then basically they're like, you got to put in more mandatory overtime. And then you just got to take on most of his workload. There's just like no getting around it. And I'm like, well, 
Uh, I'm not gonna do that. So I'm just gonna <laughs> at this point. I'm just gonna bail. I don't think it's not worth. I don't think it's worth it at this point. Um, which is unfortunate uh, because this is like the most money I've made in, a, in, in any job. So and I'm, at this point, I'm, I'm willing to take a pay cut just to take something that's less stressful. Because right now I'm just killing myself. Um, so and then the other weird stuff. The, the the other guy who was on my team, I guess is like grown man. I got called in the office because this grown man. I think. Okay, well here's what happened. My boss asked me how I felt about another member of the team, and then he was just like, "Just speak honestly." And I was like, "Well." To be honest, I don't really like that guy. <laughs> you know, he's this grown man. He's got, like, a wife and kids or whatever. But he's, like, constantly making jokes. Especially when I'm trying to train him. And, uh, I mean, I know I'm a, I'm a comedian. But I'm at work. And I think there's a time and place for everything. So at work, I'm a completely different person. Not only do I not, like, make jokes. I don't talk at all when I'm at work. And that's one of the things my boss... Um, kind of brought up to me they he was like he was like uh you know i, I don't i'm not i don't tell you to tell you guys that you have to just like focus on your job all day and then like not talk to anyone and i was like i know that's like <laughs> that's just how i operate i keep to myself i do my job and i kind of get out of there because like i would rather be spending more like you know of my energy thinking about comedy or music or fun stuff so really i just do my job I don't care about the people there. I just work. But this guy, he keeps telling me jokes. And even my boss was like, yeah, he's annoying. You know? And I'm like, yeah. I mean, whatever. But I was like, that's just his personality. I don't like his personality. But I don't have to like his personality because we're at work. So that's a personal thing that is really irrelevant to me. It's not going to affect my job. I don't care. But I guess he could tell that I don't like him. And it took me, honestly, <laughs> everything in my power to not say. Because they don't know I'm a comedian. It took me everything in my power to just be like, listen, I don't want to hear jokes from someone who's not getting booked. You know? <laughs> Which is like, and then I was like, man, that's pretty elitist at this point, especially where I'm at. I'm like, I'm, I'm barely getting booked, so I don't know what the fuck I'm even thinking that for. But I mean, this guy's jokes are like shitty open mic tier, and he like he he makes full eye contact when he tells them, and it like drives me nuts. And I'm like, my friends actually get paid to tell jokes. Your jokes are awful, and they're nowhere near their quality, so I don't want to hear it from you, you know? Uh, and then he just, I don't know, he's just like a weird fucking guy. And I, I don't want to, I'll train him, whatever, but I don't really want to be around him, you know? And I don't really talk to people anyway, even people I like. I just don't talk about my work, because my work, you know? And I know that if people found out that they'd be like, that I was a comic, they'd be like, why don't you, you know? Why are you so annoyed when someone's making jokes? And I'm like, well, that's because I'm at work. It's for the same reason I don't, like, move freight while I'm doing stand-up comedy. It just when it's not the time or the place, you know? So, anyways, all this weird stuff happening. I'm not really worried about the job I'm going to get after this. It's, it's like, whatever. There's always the openings in freight forwarding. I'm trying to get out, I'm trying to get out of it in general. Um... So I'm just kind of keeping my options open, and we'll see where that goes from there. Who knows? Recently, I also did um, Tiffany Tran Heinz's podcast, uh, which you check out. Uh, she's a website, Tiffany, Tiffany Totally Tries. Um, I know her through, I met her through TJ, who met her through, like, Brad, and putting on a show that they did. And uh, she's super nice. Uh, she's around my age. And... Uh, I, I mean, basically, our podcast is uh, talking about, like, side hustles and stuff like that. And, I mean, she's also trying to find, you know, like, um, her place in, in 
because she uh, she's also maybe in similar concepts. She's looking for uh, trying to find where she's gonna end up, maybe a career path or something like that, or what her you know passion is. Um, so definitely check it out. Um, she's super nice and and fun. So uh, shout out to her. I had a really good time on our podcast. Uh, what else? This week I'm kind of taking it easy from uh, comedy just because I, I'm finally finished with the the music projects. I'm finished with uh, the big show, and honestly, this week I've just been playing fucking video games. I've been playing a shit ton of video games. Um, if you're curious, I've been playing a lot of Dark Siders. Dark Siders Genesis is this new game that came out. It's it's kind of like Diablo. I won't get it too much because uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know who, who fucking plays games besides. I don't know who else plays video games. That I know. I know. I know a lot of people do randomly, but who knows? I've also been playing a, uh, a crap ton of Overwatch. That's like my go-to. God, I love that game. If you play Overwatch um, on the PS4, add me um, because I fucking love that game. I don't know. I've been playing it for like years. So there's that. Oh, and okay. So um, before I, I head out, I'm going to keep this one kind of short because uh, um, I, 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 I got I to run a mic. What's uh, Wednesday? So it's time. Um, and I promise next week I'll have a guest. We're going to get really back into it. Um, we tried a couple weird things last, the last two, I don't know if you guys listened to it, but basically we did a little improv, um, kind of radio talk shows, which are fun, but super, super mega time consuming to add all those, uh, like sound effects and stuff, but a lot of fun. I will go back to that too, eventually, but I was at work today and, uh, some lady, she's runs out of her office screaming, help her. She's choking. And guess whose desk is closest to that lady's office? Mine. Mine. That's what I'm getting at. Mine. Uh, So I turn around and I see the lady choking. And immediately I'm like, I don't know if I should touch this white lady. (laughs) You know, HR is pretty strict. I don't know what the rules are. But then I was like, you know, I, I think they'll probably be fine this time if I, you know, save her. And then I was like, I don't, how do I do the Heimlich? Is it, do you put your arms, uh, like on her chest or below? I think it's, I think it's like right below. And then I was like, I think I'm taking too much time thinking about this. And then by the time I realized that, other people farther away from me had already gotten to her. <laughs> so... And then they started helping her. So I just kind of like swiveled my chair back around and, you know, went back to work. And then I realized that since no one could read my goddamn mind, that it looked like I just like swiveled my chair, looked at a choking lady, saw that she was choking, and then just like turned back around. Um, But only because that's exactly what I did. I don't know (laughs) what was I supposed to do. I mean, the other thing was like she was super tall. She's tall, and she was wearing heels. Like, I remember thinking, I'm going to have to get on a chair to give you the Heimlich, and then people are going to look at me, and they're going to laugh. So you got to die. No, I don't <laughs> I didn't, you know, I didn't know what to do. And so I was like, fuck. And then, but she's fine. She lived. You know, they helped her. It was, it was whatever. But then the other thing was... um. I felt really awkward about it because like I didn't like I didn't even get out of my chair. <laughs> and, 
And then, like, so five minutes after that died down, I looked to the guy who sits next to me, who, you know, is quitting, goddammit. But he also did not do anything, by the way. He just also sat there. And I was like, hey, man, I really like how you jumped in the action there. And then he was like, I thought she was talking to you. And, uh, I mean, I want to give him shit. How do you, you can fucking say that? It's not like... It's not like someone was trying to give you like a file, and then you're like, "Oh no, I thought you, I thought you, I thought you were talking to Chris." Like this is someone who's joking. Um, but to be fair, like since my desk was so close, she probably was talking to me, and then I kind of just ignored her and started having my own inner monologue. Um, so my B, sorry, lady. Uh, I really, <laughs> I really want to save someone's life someday, and this might have been my chance. Um, but I mean, I had a lot of work to do at my desk, and. Uh, I mean, take it out with my boss. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, anyway, that's been the show. I will see you guys next week with a guest. Uh, not a national touring guest. Just a regular guest. All right, guys. I'll see you next week. Until then, just so you guys know, I deserve way better. Like, way fucking better. Okay, bye.